All right, what's going on, boys and girls? Welcome back to another episode of Pack the Brew. Just me engaged here today. At the end of this episode, we always have a fun thing. This time, in honor of Clayton Kershaw's 200th win, we will be doing our top five left-handed pitchers of all time. So stay tuned for that. But starting off in the news, Max Scherzer, future Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. One of the better pitchers of our generation. He got ejected this week and it wasn't just for arguing it was for the sticky substances this comes with an automatic 10 game suspension he said it was just rosin and sweat but he will not be appealing is that proof he's guilty no actually i'm gonna play i'm gonna play defense on for max scherzer here i'm on max scherzer's side for this one uh a lot of people i mean illegal substance is anything that's sticky right like we're talking spider tack um like anything that gives you traction on the baseball. What I think is that it was rosin and sweat. I don't think that it was anything crazy. Uh, there was a video by King of Juco, uh, lift big, throw gas, hit bombs. Uh, and he mixed the rosin and sweat and he, he had a little bit more tack on the ball. And then like uh, Scherzer mentioned, they asked him to wash it off with alcohol and then guess what? That alcohol gave it even more tack. So I don't think Scherzer did anything wrong here. I think that it was actually sweat and rosin. Uh, the spin rate that I watched in that video, like it changed dramatically. I don't think that I don't think Scherzer did anything wrong. I do. I do think that he did have a little bit of extra tack. But if it is genuinely just sweat and rosin, is it not a competitive advantage? Yeah, I, I I'm with you, man. I just can't see max scherzer doing this and just to be clear none of us have a bias here none of us are mets fans none of us are like we're not wearing our scherzer jerseys right now you know it, it's not a big deal um but I, i'm gonna agree with you man I, I i think scherzer's telling the truth with the rosin and sweat um i'm pretty sure it's phil cuzzy though that said this was like the stickiest he's ever felt in one of the, one of the checks and this is also from baseball doesn't exist on twitter all three ejection ejections since ump started checking for foreign substances were from umpire phil cuzzy you know could that be a coincidence or also maybe a little bit of an eye razor you do you have a name do you have a list of names by chance of guys the, that he that he got oh god it was scherzer some guy in the mariners oh, i i cannot remember the other one i'm sorry i was gonna say because i mean for the sake of this argument you could say that phil Cosi has it out for these guys does phil Cosi have it out for uh max scherzer right like we could play this we could play this game over and over and over but i mean based on the video the video I saw, I mean, it it had the stuff. I don't think there's anything fighting it. I think he's just doesn't want to do the paperwork to appeal, to be real honest with you. Max Scherzer seems like a type of guy that, you know, we, he, he doesn't seem like a paperwork type of guy. So I think that that's why he's really avoiding doing that. I don't think that he's at all in the wrong here, to be honest with you. I think it was genuinely just sweat and rosin, and I don't think there's anything besides that. Yeah, and uh, just to clear up, it was, uh, I again, I forget his name, I apologize, but it was a Diamondbacks pitcher. So D-back, a Mariner, and now a future Hall of Famer and Max Scherzer. Those are the three guys that I've been ejected for this. I, I agree, he just doesn't seem like a paperwork type of guy. Yeah. Um, I also saw that the Mets won him to just accept the appeal and didn't even yeah. want to go to a, I don't, a what would that be called, a trial? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah hearing, yeah. yeah I I do. I feel bad for Max Scherzer here. I don't think he. I don't think he did anything wrong. Um, speaking of guys that did things wrong, Fernando Tatis. 
Welcome back to baseball. Struggled so far, though. Uh, very, very interesting uh, things from Tatis here. Is this a future? Of, is this the future here? Is this what we're seeing? Is this what is going to happen throughout his uh, bounce back season? Or do you think that this is just a short span of getting back from uh, minor league ball to the majors? Uh, man, it, it's been two games. I'm definitely not going to put too much into it. it it's still touchy Jr. We know what he is at the plate, you know, to go from not seeing major league action in over a year. I, I think no matter who you put out there is going to struggle against that. And I'm, I'm absolutely not riding too much into that. I will say though, his defense in right field has looked pretty damn solid because he's, it he's has. been a quote unquote liability at shortstop over his career, you know, lots of errors over there, you know, obviously now that Sanders spot, but and right field, he's looking, he's looking solid out there. I think, yeah. I think this is his natural position. Yeah. I, I like him and right, to be honest with you, especially with this Padres team, that's so loaded in talent, like Tatis, obviously very, very, he's, he's a hell of an athlete. That's just how it is. But I mean, in right, I don't think they have any other right fielders that are going to do what Tatis does. You said it too. I mean, we're two games in. I'm if if we're just going off of storylines though, that's a fun one. Is Tatis unable to adapt to major league pitching? Right? Can we throw can we throw that one out there? Like just getting narratives, getting narratives. But like you said, it's two games. I don't really think we have to dig too deep into it. I will say this whole Padres offense has struck struggled for what they're supposed to be. I mean, they have some of the best hitters in baseball. Juan Soto has struggled ever since coming over to San Diego. Obviously Machado is an, an MVP candidate. Xander has been playing pretty solid, but overall the offense has just not been putting up the amount of runs you expect this type of lineup to put up. I, I was curious, you know, do you think Tatis can help? get them back together once he gets it together. I mean, they shouldn't really need Tatis to, to, to put up great amount of runs with the lineup already. But do you think Tatis can, uh, you know, kind of like put the final piece in the puzzle? Yeah, sure. I, I don't really think it's anything to be worried about. Like you said, we're, we're, we're making these assumptions off of what is 21 games at the time of recording here. It's not like a huge thing. Uh, just, just for numbers, Xander Bogarts is, batting 350 right now like he's he's their guy Juan Soto uh 176 average not not great 105 WRC plus here but it's not like a I don't think it's anything to be worried about I think this Padres team is going to be fine I've said it their World Series they're my World Series pick I I don't really think that the Padres have anything to worry about but Tatis could be Tatis could be that guy to kind of I guess give a spark to this offense kind of like rookies uh give sparks to their offense. Yeah, I, I fully agree with you. And I mean, if you're going to talk about the Padres struggles and be like, Oh, look, they suck, which obviously none of us are doing, but you do see that on Twitter and other social medias. You got mentioned the Dodgers also they're 10 and 11. They are getting beat by teams that are not very good. The, um, Obviously, their fan base is going insane right now, but I'm just saying you got, you got to play equal sides right here. If you're hand on the Padres, you also got to put some hand on the Dodgers. Right. It's baseball is a marathon. It's not a sprint. We don't, we don't, well, I mean, we've done it once we've judged the we've judged the season off of what was half of baseball season in 81 games. And we ended up with the Dodgers as world series champions. So, I mean, you, 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 it is, it is a marathon. We don't judge short term here. Uh, if we were to judge short term here, the, the pirates are two the pirates are the number two team in the central right now, which is just a crazy, crazy thing. Yeah. And let, let's stick in that uh, same division as the Padres and Dodgers former 
Arizona Diamondback. Madison Bumgarner has been DFA'd by the team just over three years in Arizona after signing a five-year, $85 million contract after the 2019 season with the Giants. In 69 games, nice. He had a 5.23 ERA, a 5.18 FIP, and an 80 ERA plus. This year, an 8.14 FIP. Just just yikes from someone that was definitely on a hall of fame path to whatever he the hell was doing in arizona i saw this take i just want yours does this tarnish madison bumgarner's legacy that's that's such a tough argument for me because you see people who are on hall of fame paths and then they go and struggle somewhere else you know quote unquote later in his career madison bumgarner i'm pretty sure he's only 33 he's not that old even though he seems like he's 50 at this point I hate to say tarnish his career. I hate to say tarnish his Hall of Fame legacy, but that that's a tough question for me on the spot, man. You put me on the spot, but um, I'll I'll say I'll say kind of does to see this from him, but he still is young enough to definitely make that up. If he goes to a team and he starts to pitch like he did with the Giants, maybe not 2014 postseason, but maybe even in, in his last few years with San Francisco type numbers, then I think he's back on track. Yeah. Uh just around I'm I'm gonna round these numbers here. Uh just as ERA is over the last five years, uh we got a three, a four, a six, a five, a five, and a ten. So I mean it's not these are all even numbers. They're all rounded up, but I don't I don't I don't know what happened to him, man. Uh, 33 years old, he can go find a spot somewhere else, I'm sure. I'm sure that the Giants would welcome into their whatever whatever they got going on in San Francisco right now uh, with open arms and uh, hope maybe they bring him back. Yeah, I mean, definitely. There's plenty of teams who are going to be on Madison Bumgarner. I mean, you look at Dallas Keuchel, someone who had tons of success, won a Cy Young with Houston. I think like five different teams gave him a chance last year, even when he showed absolutely nothing on the mound. Mad Bum will most definitely get a chance. He just has to pass through waivers. Obviously, no one's going to claim him and his $34 million. But I, I wanted to ask you this. The Diamondbacks, they've been winning. They've been having a solid start to the season. Someone, a team that you and me have hyped up a little bit uh, early on. With them kind of saying, you know what, Mad Bum, you're not good enough and getting getting rid of them. Is this showing that they're serious about contending in the National League West and in the National League? Oh, hundred percent. Um, I that take that that was a great transition, by the way, because that take was fantastic. Um, I feel really good about this Diamondbacks team. I could go on a rant. I've watched. Um, generally, I've been a, a fan that. With this podcast, it's taken me into a certain type of uh, different fandom where it's it's all MLB now. It used to just be Brewers baseball. Now it's all MLB, and I've honestly like Diamondbacks are they're they're usually on the late slate, so uh, like six six o'clock Central. I'm I'm finishing up I'm finishing up Brewers. I start Brewers, and then eight o'clock. You know we're watching Diamondbacks games, and honestly, I couldn't be happier with this Diamondbacks team. Uh, last night, Zach Gallon twenty. What's he at? 21.2 scoreless. Like that's my Cy Young, baby. I've had, I was dialed in. I like that take. I still stand by that one. Same with the Pirates second place take. Uh, just a reminder for you all. But I, I think this is it. I think uh, we've talked about it on this podcast, you know, like getting rid of people is kind of like you're, Hey, these guys are serious. Even if we're 20, 21, 22 games in, right? Like if, if you're kicking people out, you gotta, you really gotta just dial in. You gotta say that we're, we're serious now. If we're getting rid of a guy with 10, uh, 10 ERA through three games, now 
now we're getting serious. Now we got to go at the deadline, find somebody to maybe push us over the edge. I think this is huge for the Diamondbacks. I think this is a huge statement of what they're capable of, what they think they can do. Very, very, very happy for this Diamondbacks team. Yeah, you love to see a team who maybe didn't have a ton of expectations. I picked them to finish third in the West, but I mean, I didn't make, I didn't pick them to make the playoffs. I think I put them around 500, but it's cool to see a team that didn't have super high expectations make a move like this. So you go over to DC and look at the Nationals. Here they are having a six year deal with Patrick Corbin, truly one of the worst starters in baseball. He is horrific over there. And they're like, you know what? We don't care. We're paying him. He's going to start. We're not going to DFA him because the Nationals aren't trying to win. They don't care about winning this year, next year, probably three years down the road. So it's cool to see, to go from a team that's trying, even with not high expectations to a, just a complete joke of a team in DC. And right. Keep that in mind too. This is a small market team. Most of these guys that they picked up, they're in-house guys. They've, they've, they raised Corbin Carroll. Corbin Carroll was a huge part of their farm system for a really long time. He's finally making his major league debut here. I mean, I guess this is going to be a conclusion of the Diamondbacks rant, but I, I feel really confident in this Diamondbacks team. It's been known for a while now how good Quick Chip Chocolate Milk is. It's the best chocolate milk ever made, officially declared by Brew Pack. And now they have another one of my favorite milks available, only for a limited time though. Orange Dreamsicle. You have to go try it if you have not already. And while you're trying that, of course, go get a brown cap chocolate milk too. So to go from a smaller market team who's put up some nice numbers so far to go to a small market team who's probably going to be switching cities, the Oakland Athletics, they have officially purchased a billion dollars worth of land over in Las Vegas. This has been coming for a while now that the athletics are going to be leaving Oakland. You can just tell by one, the attendance two by the roster three by there's a goddamn possum in the opposing booth. It, it was coming and it sucks to see a story franchise. We've had our rants about this ace team, but I mean, how do you feel about them? You know, pretty much all but officially leaving Oakland. The owner, the owners continue their reign of dominance over the athletics. It is insane. I feel horrible for the city of Oakland. This is the third professional sports team that they've lost in less than a decade. For those of you keeping track at home, make it the Oakland Raiders that are now the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, they they still are the Golden State Warriors, but they moved from they moved they moved from uh they moved from Oakland. I'm not sure where they're at now, but I know that San they moved. Yeah, San Francisco. Thank you. They moved out of they moved out of Oakland, and now we're facing the Athletics. I feel horrible for the Oakland faithful, man. That has to suck so bad. Uh, I know even when the Brewers like they're they're not even talking about. It's not even serious right now. But I mean that idea of losing the team. That I mean the Oakland the Oakland Athletics are a famous baseball team. They have a beautiful history. Uh, they had the movie Moneyball made about them. Like that's what's up. I, it just sucks for the city of Oakland, the, the Oakland faithful. It, I don't really, Charlie, Charlie put it really, really good a few weeks ago, but just letting the owners win. I, I think that summarizes it. 
Yeah, unfortunately, owners have won. Uh, these the fans aren't giving up without a fight just yet. They do have a reverse reverse boycott plan for, I think it was sometime in mid-June, where they are planning to sell out the Coliseum. Unfortunately, it's not going to be good enough. It's pretty much all about official. But it, it's cool to see um, probably the Coliseum going to be sold out for one last time. And I also do have a video coming up on YouTube, um, I don't know, probably sometime this week, hopefully, about this whole athletics and pretty much their downfall and how it all started and why they are where they are now. So I'd be to be ready to tune in for that at the brew pack channel. And then before we get to our winner and loser, we have one last news story. Bryce Harper, two-time MVP is set to return sometime in May, maybe even early May, which could be a couple weeks from now. And it might not be at the DH position. He could be moving to first base. Of course, this is coming with Reese Hoskins out and him not being really able to move and throw an outfield yet. Will his bat help the Phillies catch up in the East? They've been struggling kind of a world series hangover yeah i want i want this to be more about the fielding aspect of it i think i view it as more of a career move this is a fantastic career move for bryce harper putting on your player resume for lack of better term here that i can also play first base i am i am a all-star center fielder right fielder left fielder like and then i can also play first base for you and i can also hit nukes like I it's a very good uh wow very good uh career move. We saw it happen with Ryan Braun. He did that same thing. He went uh trained to play first so that he could get more ABs. Uh I I like this move a lot for Bryce Harper as a person. Yeah, any way you can get your MVP bat, who I'd say is their best player far and away. The Phillies have lots of great bats. That's no disrespect to, you know, Real Muto and all those other guys. But I, I think Bryce Harper is a game changer. I think he can really, I, I don't know if this Phillies team can catch the Braves and Mets. And I'm not saying that because we're two weeks in the season. That's stupid. I picked the Phillies to finish in third at the beginning of the season. I think the Braves are just on a different level of being good than this Phillies team. And that's no disrespect to the Phillies or Bryce Harper. That's just how good the Braves are. But this is going to be a huge, huge addition uh, for this Phillies lineup. 110%. Uh, I, I am very excited for my winner and loser of the week this week. So I'm going to go first. My winner of the week, the Pittsburgh Pirates, 14 and seven for the first time since 1992, led by Connor Joe with a 203 WRC plus. Come on now. Uh, we got Jack Swinski. I said he was going to be a bounce back guy. He is a bounce back guy. Andrew McCutcheon reigning terror in Pittsburgh. Welcome back. If you are not tuned in in Pittsburgh, Tune in. These guys are serious. I am so ready for Pittsburgh baseball. Gage, I'm going to double up on you on that one. I also have the Pirates as my winner of the week. This team is dominating. So many, you know, the younger guys helping out. Obviously, former MVP from 10 years ago, McCutcheon. You mentioned all of it already. This Pirates team is very, very exciting. Will it keep up? Probably not this good, but this team can definitely finish above 500. They are really solid. If you ain't if you ain't heard about these kids, then you out of the loop. That's Mac Miller. Uh, my loser of the week is people that hate the Rangers for their city connects. Two things can be true here. These can these can be sick jerseys, right? I think they're awesome. You can also say that they're not completed. I am a high schooler. I know all about uncomplete projects here. If you if you throw pinstripes on these pants, he just ran out of time. That has to be what it is. These, this was such a good idea. 
such a good idea. The execution was so not there. I really liked the tops of the jerseys. When I first saw the screenshot of it, the tops of the jerseys, fire. Awesome. Why do they look like they're playing in sweatpants? That's that's what I have. I just can't believe that. Uh, if they would have put pinstripes on it, pinstripes, cream stirrups, boom. Fantastic jersey. Just missed the mark a little bit. You should start designing, man. That's that, I didn't even think of that. That's a great idea. And that's the part I don't like about the unis either. They look like they're in sweatpants <laughs> right now. But the top, the hats, and the jerseys are, are yeah, gorgeous. Fire. They're insane. Mm, facts. Uh, loser, though. The entire city of Oakland and their fan base. You already mentioned it. Raiders left. Warriors moved to San Fran, and now the A's have left. So it, it's a solid fan base out there, and I, I just can't imagine being gutted. You know, over here, it'd be like the Packers, Bucks, and Rears are, are moving within within five years. That would absolutely destroy my life. Yeah. Uh, hopefully the hopefully the Bucks go two and one uh, on this recording, but uh, t- we are very excited for this one. So Ryan is going to list off his top five of all time. Like I said before, objectively the correct list. And then I'm going to list off my top five, the objective correct list. Ryan, what are your, who are your top five? All right. So I'm going to start off with number five and let me tell you that this was hard because I hate putting some of these guys, you know, at like four and five because their careers are obviously great. They're here for a reason, but at number five, I have the only active player. The reason we're doing this Clayton Kershaw, obviously with the Los Angeles Dodgers, all time. Great. I, I think you can argue the best player or best pitcher, excuse me, of our generation. At number four, I have Philadelphia Philly, Steve Carlton. At number three, got to show some love for the Milwaukee boys, Warren Spahn and the 57 champs. At number two, I'm going to go with who some might have as the greatest starting pitcher of all time, but he's my number two here. Sandy Koufax and number one, who I believe is the GOAT, the big unit, Randy Johnson. All right, so I like those picks. I just haven't rearranged a little bit. Steve Carlton's my five. Warren Spahn is my four. Clayton Kershaw is my three. I've watched Clayton Kershaw pitch. It's the only reason he's that high. Uh, Randy Johnson is my two, the big unit. And then number one is the Fox, Sandy Kofa. All right, so now we're going to do a guess who. It's going to be like 21 questions. So I'm going to ask Ryan a question. It's going to be a yes or no question. Does this player play here? Uh, and we're going to try and get down to uh, a certain player. I have mine. He has his uh, 1v1. Do uh, you want to put a 15-question limit on this? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So I'm going to go first. Uh, does this player play in the AL? No. Does this player play in the West? No. Does this player play in the East? Yes. Would you say that this player plays on a contending baseball team? To most people, yes. Is your player a pitcher? No. Is your player an infielder? Yes. Is your player a shortstop? No. Does your player play for the Mets? Yes. Is your player Pete Alonso? Shit. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. The polar bear. The polar baby. bear. I got it. Nine, right? Nine. Yes, sir. I've got mine. We're dialed in here. Ryan. National League. No. Central. Yeah. Royals. Damn it. Bobby Wood Jr. Yeah, got it. Boy. <laughs> yeah, the, the most predictable I could go, but you, you, dude, I wasn't thinking that till I guess central. Really? 
No, until wow. until you said yes to trying to think you were gonna do Bobby Way. Like that's too really? easy. No way. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess Ryan wins this. I <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't do. You can't do your favorite player, man. That's like me doing Luis or Bronny or something. Oh, I thought you were going to go. I, I was just glad you didn't pick a pitcher because you would have picked a pitcher. I'd have been screwed. Next time we can do this, but maybe like all time player. That'll be a little tougher. So uh, that's something to look forward to for the for the next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this episode, you can go share it with your friends. Tell them to find it on Spotify, Apple, anywhere that you find podcasts. Uh, if you want to support any of us, uh, you can find that at the Pack the Brew Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, all of those have the link tree to uh, the Spotify. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, make sure to tune in next week. We're going to do an all-time, uh, I guess, guess who. Uh, maybe we'll do more than one to see if Ryan and I know ball. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, and I'll be sure to see you in the next episode.